For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570. An LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney, Rodney Pete. Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, let's do this. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. Full show for us today, three hours. Uh, we are giving away today $100 gift card to Pro Flowers. Yeah. And we are giving away today tickets to see the Chargers and the Chiefs. Wow. That's right. This Sunday. That's right. Night game. You'll see it on NBC, yes. but why watch it? Or even why listen to it? Go. Do it here. I'm going to be there. Go to Go. the game. Say hello. You going? I am. All right. How'd you get your tickets? Friend? Hmm? Sitting in a suite? I don't divulge that information, Fred. Um, well, I'm just wondering if our listeners... Yeah, I'm sitting in the iHeart suite. Uh, we don't have one there. Oh, we don't? Yeah. But I'm I'm just wondering, <laughs> I ask, because uh, if our listener wins these tickets today, or when they do, I was thinking, well, maybe they could sit with you. Uh, no. With me, I, the chances of getting tickets that match, Fred, that where I'm sitting and where the tickets that somebody wins, they're slim and none, those chances, Fred. It's not happening. How do you match tickets in an 80,000-seat stadium of people getting tickets online on the radio, and then they just happen to be sitting next to me? That's how you think it works, Fred? Well, no, that's why I asked you where you're sitting, because maybe we can facilitate something if you want. Oh, I didn't know it was that easy. Well, you know. We do have some power here. You know what? Okay. Do do this. Think about it. Let me know. I will. will okay. You? Yes. All right. Yes. Okay. So yesterday I went on and uh, talked about Dave Roberts. Some thought I was an apologist. Uh, some thought I was defending him. But I spoke from my heart and I spoke what I believe to be true, that he was the manager of the year. I believe that. And you win 111 games and you have the best record in franchise history. Yeah. What else you got to do? Win the chair. I mean, for the regular season. Obviously, you got to win right. the World Series. But the award is for the regular season. Who had a better regular season than the Dodgers? Right. They they didn't give the award for World Series Manager of the Year. They, no. They gave the award for Manager of the Year during the regular season. Yes. Okay. Yes. And, you know, there are those that believe, well, you, you know, you're an apologist. Uh, we work for the Dodger station. And I responded to some of those people on social media. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Kevin Durant them. Yeah, Kevin Durant them. <laughs> but here's what you have to understand. Nobody ever tells us what to say. I mean, in the years we've been doing the show, now we've been doing the show a lot of years, nobody ever calls and says, don't say that. You better water no. that down. No. No, they say, be honest, you know, speak your mind, but don't be unfair. And that's how we look at everything when we do this, by the way. We never try to be unfair, but we try to be honest. Uh, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do the show if I couldn't speak my mind. Right. It's just simple. Simple. And I don't want us to. 
And so I, you know, I believe what I believe. You can disagree, which is the beauty of uh, of us talking to you and you listening. Is that we can disagree on things. We have an opinion on things. It may not be your opinion or like your opinion, but we do. And you have every right to disagree, like Freddie just said. Okay. Well, that being said, we've also pointed out that uh, over the years, Dave Roberts has grown as a manager. And I think he's a different guy today than he was when he started. And I think anybody that watches the Dodgers would have to agree with that in any event. Dave was on MLB Network, and uh, he was talking about basically addressing questions about him. Number one, uh, we, we've... Uh... I've, well, one part of it is I've gotten to know my players more. They've gotten to know me. Uh, but I think something that really stands out for me, Greg, is um, I am using, and not to say that I didn't use my gut or my eyes, and, and you know, there's a lot of talk of data and analytics. And, and for me, I wouldn't be the manager that I am if I didn't value it. But I think with anything, the more time you have, the more experience, the more uh, you have relationships with people that you work with, uh, you can kind of not necessarily go rogue, but you can kind of, uh, you know, expand a little bit more on decisions in game. And um, uh, it, it's been great for me. I, I, I feel like I'm blessed to be a part of this organization. Uh, Andrew, like I said, we have a great relationship. So um, I, I've grown like that. Um, I've also kind of been able to manage the long road. Um, I think Buddy Black is a, is a mentor of mine, a great man, and the kind of riding the ebbs and flows of a nightly day, nightly basis situation, you can't do that as a big league manager. And players and, and staff, they sniff that out. So I think I'm pretty good at staying even keeled. My God, if he's basing his success on Bud Black, that's a problem. Bud Black was a great pitching coach, but let's, let's face it. I mean, he's a mentor. Uh, wow. Not like he's torn the world up in Colorado, but still yeah, a, but, uh, a no, good guy. No, no, no. Stop right there. It doesn't, it, sometimes the result doesn't always match how smart or how effective someone is. I've had extremely intelligent, smart, great teachers of the game um, over my years of playing in, in, in both sports, in football and baseball. It didn't always result, I mean, in, in them winning championships year in and year out, but there are great teachers all over the place that you learn from and you get your knowledge from. And sometimes they're, they're teachers that win championships, sometimes they're not. But it doesn't diminish the fact that they can be great teachers. Fred? All right. Well, I'm just saying, I would think if... Jeez. It's not like Bud Black has had the greatest uh, talent to deal with in Colorado for That's all these fair years, too. too so. yeah. That's fair, too. And yeah, to win a, a, a dang Pulitzer Prize, if you're to be a great writer, Fred, you got to win a Nobel Peace Prize to be a, a, a whatever you want to call it. No, great teachers along the way come in all walks, all shapes, and in your life at different times that you learn from. Got to win more than you lose to be a great NFL coach. Head coach. Yeah. According to the world. You got to win more than you lose, but I think you can be a great coach and not have, uh, not show up on wins and losses. You can be a great teacher. Right. There's the difference. You can be a great teacher. Yes. But in professional sports, it's wins and losses. It's scoreboard. Well, that- I mean, wasn't that? I, I don't know if you guys finished watching the the Laker documentary on Hulu, and they interviewed Dell Harris. 
And when Dale Harris was the head coach, they all lauded him saying he's a great teacher of basketball. But then when Shaq and Kobe came in and it was time to win, it was different, a different dynamic, and he wasn't necessarily prepared for that sort of team. I mean, it doesn't mean Dale Harris wasn't a good coach. He just wasn't a good coach for that situation. But they for all lauded his ability to teach. Team. He was a good yeah. teacher. So you can be a good coach in a certain realm or area, but not in others. So because Dale Harris can be a mentor to a great coach somewhere, but he Absolutely. might not be a great coach himself, you know? That's fair. Absolutely. No, that's fair. I get that. Okay. Absolutely. That's why you see a lot. Of, you don't see a whole lot of superstars going into coaching and being great coaches. You see a lot of a lot of guys that are, you know, backups or or players that, um, you know, played, but not, not necessarily were the stars, eventually go on and become head coaches and become really good coaches. So it, it's, you know, it doesn't always show up on the field in terms of wins and losses based on how good someone can coach. That makes sense. Okay, I'll buy that. I, I will. So Bud Black is Dave Roberts' mentor. We can sign off on that. Okay, good. Uh, yesterday, National League Cy Young announced uh, your selection, Julio Urias, did not win. Sons of bitches. No, I know. I know. And, and uh, Sandy Alcantara from Miami got it. Here's what surprised me. And this is the thing I believe you would be upset about. Urias didn't even finish second. Max Fried finished second. And that's what threw me. I thought Julio had a pretty good year <laughs> on a team that won 111 games. Granted, the Braves played well, too. No disrespect. But Julio had a pretty good year. You had the lowest ERA in the National League, Fred. Yeah. And for him to finish behind Max Fried, that's the thing, Rodney, I think would upset you. Well, it upsets me that he didn't win it, period. I don't care about second or third or whatever like that. It doesn't matter. Look, I, it doesn't matter. I, I finished second in the Heisman Trophy. It didn't. It doesn't matter. I didn't win it. Barry Sanders won it. Everybody else didn't win it, including me and Troy Aikman and Steve Walsh. We didn't win it. So that's what matters to me and they keep moving the goalposts what was it last year last year it was well his era is not low enough you know you got to go is really the, the the hard number it's the era it doesn't matter about wins you know wins are they don't put a premium on wins anymore wins are not as important as they used to be it's about era era okay we live with that last year with julio and then this year He's got the lowest ERA in the National League. Ah, twenty game. Well, last year was it was the only twenty game winner. That was the argument for them, right? He he did ERA was good. Well, okay, so he got the lowest ERA this year. Ah, oh, no, it's innings pitched. Didn't we tell you? Don't you remember? It's the innings pitched. You got to go deep into games. That's what really matters. That's what really matters. It, it's it's absurd how they just keep moving the goalposts when it comes to the Dodgers and in particular Julio Urias. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's not fair. It's not right. Um, you can't say one thing one year and another thing the next. It doesn't make sense. It's BS, Fred. No, I get it. I, I get it. I, I, I thought, okay, Alcantara could win for Miami. I, I thought that going in, Rodney. I did. And he had that great game against the Dodgers. I think it was a complete game, if I remember correctly. And, he did uh, down in Miami, yes. yeah, and beat the Dodgers. But I thought Max Freed, no disrespect, Max is from out here. His family lives here. Man, they didn't think Julio had a better year than Max Freed. 
And I know you're talking about you're upset if he doesn't win. Okay, he didn't win. But it seems to me even a, a bigger lack of respect if the guy doesn't finish second in the balloting, which gets you nothing, but at least it shows some modicum of respect. And it doesn't seem like he got any there either. And I can't figure out what the issue is here. You know, yeah, we, what was what was uh, Alcantara's record? What was it? I mean, he didn't have a, he didn't have a, in terms of wins losses, it wasn't it wasn't blowing you away, right? No, because he record? pitched for Miami. So I mean, what could his record be? Exactly. So they just threw that out the window. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter. Record doesn't matter because he pitches for Miami. He was uh, fourteen and nine. Okay. Fourteen he... and nine. Okay. Fourteen and nine. I think Julio was what seventeen and seven. Seventeen and seven. Julio's ERA was 2.16. Alcantara was 2.28. He had more wins and lower ERA. Right. But they say Julio only pitched 175 innings and 31 starts. 23 of the 32 starts for Alcantara came against teams with a 500 record or better. Orias can make an argument for his dominance against the better teams as he made 16 of his 31 starts against them. You know... Now, when you really start reading the, the rationale behind this, you're right. They just keep moving the goalpost. They do. They just keep moving the goalpost on them. And, and again, I can't figure out what it is about this guy not to get the respect he deserves. What it is, because he's quiet. Well, Alcantara, Alcantara, I don't hear him talk much. He's playing in Miami in a team that nobody really follows. Julio is very to himself. Doesn't make a lot of noise except when he plays. I I don't get it. I just I just don't get it. You think it has something to do with him not being as flashy? He's not throwing one oh two like Sandy. Maybe you think that has something to do with it too. Maybe, but that's not what the award is. Oh, I agree. I'm just just no, throwing no, out there no, what the I, reasoning might be. Yeah. No, I optics get what you're wise, saying. Optics wise, yeah, they went to the optics. That's the next thing. Oh yeah, well he looks better. He throws he throws harder. His strikeouts are bigger and and more impactful. Um, they can throw out a million different things. It's ridiculous. It, it, it really is. I mean, I don't know what you got to do. So the next manager that wins, you know, say he wins 115 games, goes nuts. They'll probably give it to that manager if it's not Dave Roberts. Because the wins were impressive. He had more wins within the National League or the American League. Oh, that's what put it over the edge. He had more wins within the division, Fred. Yes, that's what it is. That's what it is. I heard David Basset, and we're going to have him on, talk about they need to take these uh, some of the sports writers out of the voting. Don't tell Rob Parker that. <laughs> I'll tell it to his face. Get it right, and we won't take you out. We won't talk about taking you out. Get it right. Seriously, make an argument for, I want you to make that argument for Alcantara winning the Cy Young over Julio. I can't make it. <laughs> I can't make it. I was in your camp. But Dave did tell us all along. He thought, pitch. Well, Dave told us all along he thought the guy from Miami was going to win. He did. He did, because they kept blowing it up all season long. Look at the complete games, complete games, complete games. They they started that narrative so you could feel it coming, couldn't you? I think Dave was early on on that. They, oh, there they go. They starting that narrative. 
complete games, complete games, complete games, and that's where he won it. The odd part is how much of a landslide it was. Uh, Alcantara got 31st place votes. Freed got 10. Julio got 7. 7. Tal Cantra's 30. You know what? It's got to be something about the flashiness, Kevin. Maybe. because I, I just don't understand it. Julio plays in a bigger market for a team that was good and he was productive and game, played in games that mattered. I don't understand. I don't either. David Vassay is going to be here today at 1 o'clock. We're going to talk some Dodgers and we'll open the phone lines. And, you know, Dave is more plugged in than anybody. Maybe you want to get into the hot stove with him as well. So Dave will join the show at 1. Rivalry Week is here. Don't miss the action of college football at the Rose Bowl featuring UCLA and USC this Saturday. Listen to the game on AM 1150. The kickoff's at 5. Small actions make a big impact. Learn how to conserve water at waterforla.com. Rodney, in the days in which you played, did you ever have a closed-door meeting? Often. You did? Yes. Well, one of our teams had a closed-door film session. Mm-hmm. And we will find out the results. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Win. That's win. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, it's your girl Nina Chantel. You're listening to my homies, Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports, your home of the Dodgers. What you want? Yes, that's right, Ronnie. Right song for the right moment as we talk about Julio Urias not getting his love, not getting his flowers, as they say, Fred, when it comes to the Cy Young. Man, always trying to keep a brother down. Oh, my God, I didn't know Eric Dickerson was working today. Uh-huh. I channeled, channeled my inner Eric from Puerto Rico. <laughs> Uh, don't forget, we're giving away Pro Flowers, $100 gift card. We'll do it when we play Who Dis, and we'll do that at the end of the hour. If you win Who Dis, you'll get the gift card. If not, we're going to open it up for everybody. And we are giving away tickets to the Chargers and Chiefs. That is Sunday night at SoFi Stadium. Closed-door meetings. Think back to when you had them, Rodney, and what happened in a closed-door meeting. Um... Sometimes it's good and bad. Most of the time it's when things are not going so hot for a team. You know, you, uh, you know, a lot of coaches, at least most of the ones that I've, I've been around in successful teams, it's really about the players and the players policing themselves and the players holding each other accountable. And that's when you see a lot of these closed door meetings and player only meetings happen. Um, because that's what we're talking about, right? Closed door, player only, not the coaches involved. Or was it closed door, coaches involved? Well, it was. There's two different things. Yeah, they called it a closed door film session. Lakers yeah. had one uh, Saturday. Then they went out and beat Brooklyn. And uh, Anthony Davis yeah. had the best game of the year. Patrick Beverly said we got a lot out. Uh, LeBron James spoke. Westbrook spoke. Yeah. 
Uh, Usually, you know, it could go both ways. So, you know, sometimes, when, and, and I don't know the dynamic of the Lakers, you know, practice and, you know, film sessions and study sessions. And a lot of times there'll be outside people in there be other than coaches. Uh, there'll be, po- you know, people that they invite in to just kind of evaluate things. So it may have been just, just the coaches and players and nobody on the periphery can come in and, and, and be a part of this meeting. Or most often, when you hear closed door meeting, at least I do, I think of it as it's just players only, players only, because that's when you get the best results from a team is when the players themselves hold each other accountable, uh, deal with each other one on one, and not have you know someone talking behind your back. If you have frustrations, where do you go? Deal directly with that individual. So closed door meetings to me means player only meetings. And it means that, okay, we're going to close this door. We're going to figure some things out and you have a beef with this guy or you have a beef with that guy. Let's talk about it. And let's, res- let's, uh, let's, let's figure out a way to, you know, to work it out so we can be better from it. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of times it's, it gets really emotional in there. The guys have things that are been balled up inside of them for a long, long time that they're able to get it out. And sometimes you you don't always get those things out when the coaches are involved. Yeah, Darvin Ham was there for this one. He's, okay. He spoke as well. And basically what they said is, let's simplify things. Let's get back to basics. Let's just do two or three things really well and not worry about everything else. And if we do that, then slowly in time, everything else will fall back into place. Well, it did against Brooklyn. Uh and hopefully this does make a difference for the Lakers. But no matter how much they talk about it, the the thing that seems to be missing is they need different people and they're talking about it. It's the roster. And nobody's saying the roster they have doesn't give 100%. And nobody's saying they don't show up every night to compete, but they just have the wrong roster. So it really doesn't matter how many meetings you have. I mean, they beat up a bad Brooklyn team. Good. Take it. A win is a win. Yeah, but it's, um, it matters sometimes. You know, sometimes guys during the course of a season will start to 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 let things lax. And yeah, but it's thirteen games in. Yeah, still thirteen. You got to try to nip it in the bud before it gets even worse. And a lot of times, it's it could be as simple as, "Hey guys, we're not showing up on time to practice or on time to meetings. We got everybody's got to be on time." Or, you know. Let's go over this defensive situation. I'm expecting you to be here in this spot, and that's the way we talked about it. Now we got to focus on the little details. Um, you know, it's, sometimes it's good to have the coach in there because the coach can hear, and you open up the form, and it almost feels like, okay, this is a uh, what do they call it? This is attorney-client privilege. Yeah, right? this, is, this is attorney-client privilege. None of you guys are going to get in trouble for saying or speaking your mind, so let's have at it. Speak your mind, say whatever is on your mind, and we're not going to hold it against you. And they let the floodgates open, and, and I'm sure a lot of the frustrations came out with a lot of guys. Sometimes does it make it worse? Um, it, I mean, it could. It could. If you're, you know, two guys or a, a group of guys have a – you know, disagreement with one particular player or two particular players and it gets and it doesn't get resolved, yeah, it can make it worse. Um, and then you can do it. I've been on teams where people, they would do it for the sake of just doing it. Oh, players only, players only. Closed door meeting, closed door. Nobody else saying the bus. Let's, let's get this out. Let's air it out. And it could turn into a BS session. But um, I think they're good. You can't overdo them. 
because then they lose their luster, they lose their effect. But I think they're good for to a certain extent because you can put away, you should put away all your feelings um, and be able to say whatever you want to say to help the team be better. The intention, I should say, Fred, the intention is usually pretty good. Well, they beat Brooklyn and, uh, you know, they get a bit of a respite here in the schedule. A uh, what? A respite. A little, little break. A respite. Yeah, just okay. something not that hard. Every game is hard, but, you know, they've got Detroit Sunday at home, and then they'll play San Antonio. They have Detroit Friday at home, San Antonio at home on Sunday, uh, and then they things will change. They'll go to Phoenix next Tuesday. By the way, the Clippers get San Antonio at home on Saturday, and the Clippers get San Antonio. No. My God, could I have screwed this Come up? Come on, anywhere? Fred. What are we doing? Clippers get Detroit tonight, San Antonio Saturday. Lakers get Detroit tomorrow and San Antonio Sunday. Thank you. I'm glad we cleared that up. Go away! What is that? It's a Whoa. battle for LA. Get the freak up! A crosstown showdown between the Bruins and Trojans. Rivalry Week is presented by California Department of Healthcare Services. Find medically proven treatment options for your opioid addiction at choosechangeca.org. Barry's Tickets. Don't miss the game. Get your tickets today at barrystickets.com. California Department of Health. Don't go halfway. Stay up to date with your vaccines and boosters. Visit myturn.ca.gov for scheduling. A touchdown! Okay, now let's bring on our buddy. Ryan Abraham, he is the owner and publisher of uscfootball.com, is plugged in as anybody. Ryan, good afternoon to you. There you go. Hey, Ryan. Oh, hey. Sorry, I couldn't hear you before. No, that's okay. I, I didn't say anything worth hearing anyway. But that's kind of the way I do this. It's all fun. Uh, welcome to my world, Ryan. It's all good. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Uh Nobody, well, I don't know, maybe you did. I certainly didn't think Lincoln Riley would have them this good, this far along, this fast. Is that fair to say? I think it's fair. I mean, I felt like this could be like a 9-3 and three season, which would be a huge improvement over 4-8 and eight last year. I mean, there was a lot of issues to fix, a lot of problems that Lincoln Riley had to address. And you've got to give him credit because I think he addressed most, if not all of them, in some way. You know, it's a flawed team still. There's certainly some... Uh, issues uh, with the you know with the roster with everything, but they you know to be nine and one at this point in the season and control your own destiny going into the you know potential Pac-12 championship games, it's pretty impressive what he was able to do in one year. Not just building that roster through the transfer portal, but getting the chemistry and getting these guys to work together. To see a guy like Travis Dye, who's only been on the team less than a year, be such an emotional leader and a big part of this team, that's a lot of the the kind of chemistry building and culture building that Lincoln Riley did to, to get this roster where it is. So I've, I've been really impressed with what they've been able to do uh, ahead of expectations, I would say. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been impressive. But do you think the rest of the country um, feels the same way, Ryan? I think when, I've heard people, you know, friends of mine that come from other schools, and, and they, they, they are quick to point out that some of the wins, uh, like most of the USC wins, are not against very good teams. And the nine and one is more smoke and mirrors than anything else. Uh, and that they're, you know, they might get, they're definitely going to get tested this weekend and we'll see. But it's not really a, a good nine and one team. It's a more than average nine and one team. What do you get? What do you hear from other people outside? 
You know, it's like one of those things, Rodney, where if you you can look at anybody's resume, and uh, I mean the Alabamas of the world that everyone thinks are great. Like, who have they beat? Like, who's who's good on their roster? You know, on their schedule that they have won. USC has maybe the, you know one of the best road wins uh, in the conference. Washington got a good one last week against uh, uh, Oregon, but going on the road and beating Oregon State. You know, they've only lost one game there in the last couple of years. Um, so, I mean, I feel like if you look at the, the resume, you can kind of pick apart anybody. So the fact that the Pac-12 has six teams in the college football rankings, uh, I think you kind of have to look at the whole body of work. If you get through that, if you end up winning the Pac-12 with the number of good teams that you have in this conference, I think that's going to be impressive enough. But you can, you can pull back, you know, pull back the layers of anybody's resume, and none of them are going to be, you know, great where you would expect. Ryan Abraham with us. Oh, you must be at the airport. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to Las Vegas for a quick trip oh. here before the uh, championship. Vegas. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, no problem. Vegas. Put $100 down for me, baby. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Hey, hey Ryan. Uh, <laughs> all right, when we look at the game, UCLA, USC, and I guess depending on what side of town you live is what you believe is going to happen in the game. Most people consider it to be a shootout. I think the concern for USC and Lincoln Riley experiences at Oklahoma defensively, they're vulnerable. And I think UCLA may have enough firepower to capitalize on that and win the game. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I would say for like USC and UCLA, you look at both sides of the ball. The, offensively, they've both been really explosive. You just can see these teams going up and down the field. They can get big explosive plays. They get chunk plays and really put pressure on opponents' defenses. And I think both teams same way. Like I think they're they're vulnerable defenses on both sides, but for different ways. Like USC has given up a lot of explosive plays, and they're just kind of giving up these big these big runs, big passes all the time. But they do force a lot of negative plays. So I think it's something you could utilize. Uh, you know, Chuli Tupelotu leading the nation in sacks and forcing as many turnovers as they have. And UCLA has been more sound. They're not giving up as many big plays, but they still have been. Very vulnerable. They don't do a very good job against mobile quarterbacks. We saw that against Jaden Delora last week. So I think there's, they're, both defenses are kind of bad in maybe different ways. And I think both offenses are good, uh, but maybe in different ways. So just how those kind of mesh together on Saturday is what's going to be really interesting. Um, you know, we, we talked about how impressive it is for Lincoln Riley to come in in one year and change, not only change in terms of wins and losses, but change the culture back to where – you know, we as USC folks feel like it should be. Um, and I think that happened before the season started. I mean, just the attitude, the excitement around the program um, was elevated as soon as he signed. Um, but going into this game, it feels like all the pressure is on. I mean, I know what USC's playing for for a spot in the, in the Pac-12 championship game, but it feels like it's on Chip Kelly. Um, only because they... they had a nice run this season. Let one get away from him in Arizona. Chip's been in the, at, at UCLA for, what, five years now. Um, it's time for them to take the next step. And, and, and maybe Lincoln Riley right now is playing with some house money because it's only his first year. What do you think? No, I would agree with you. I think with Chip Kelly you know, having his first winning season last year, I mean, there was a lot of pressure on him to try to win. And, it, you know, his contract was running out. He gets that extension, which, you know, I think it was warranted. But now, you know, there's – the schedule for UCLA was pretty easy as well, looking at what they're going to be able to do. This is the big one. You know, like dropping that, that game to Arizona, I don't think anybody expected that. And there's going to be a real opportunity to kind of big, get a big win against USC. You know the UCLA fans circle this game. 
you know, years in advance. It's one of those things. But I feel like there's more pressure on Jim Kelly because, you know, up until last year, he hadn't even even won an out-of-conference game before. So, you know, this is – I feel like Lincoln Riley is kind of – this is all gravy at this point. Like, the fact that you've got – you more than doubled your wins from last year. Yeah, you would like to win a Pac-12 championship and all that. But uh, I I don't think that the kind of pressure is on on Lincoln Riley to win that there would be for Chip Kelly, who's, like you said, been been around five, six years. Uh, Ryan, a DTR – sent out a tweet and said he was going to put up 60 on USC this weekend. Uh, does that kind of thing, given your knowledge of the program, get back to the USC players? Is that something they talk about? Is that bulletin board material? Yeah, we, we talked to a lot of the players this week about it, Fred. And for the most part, I think they all sort of took the high road. No one was saying, like, oh, we're going to go up to DTR because he said this or whatever. I, I talked to Jordan Addison, and he said, well, we're USC. Everyone wants to kind of put 60 on us, up. You know, put, put 60 up on us. But he also said, like, you know, you're going to have to back up those words. So I feel like no one, like, as far as put anything out in the media or said anything publicly about what DTR said. But I think especially on the defensive side, that's something they're talking about. A lot of those guys, like a Tulu below two or Caleb Bullock, were there when you should, like, put up 62 on USC in the Coliseum last year. That didn't sit well. But there's a lot of new players, defensive players, that haven't been a part of this. So where they're kind of like, what? He said, what? So I, it's going to be interesting. I, I think it's probably internal bulletin board material, but we haven't heard anything publicly from them that there was any kind of outrage or anything about what DTR said. All right, Ryan. Well, we appreciate you jumping on. Uh, travel safely. Yes. And, uh, you know, hundred, hundred down. Win a USC couple of bucks by up there. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> you know, red or black, Ronnie? What do you want? Red, baby. Put it on red, and then put it on black. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Rivalry Week is presented by L.A.'s favorite original Tommy's world-famous hamburgers and chili cheese fries. Served with Tommy's special recipe, all-beat chili, and L.A. County Public Works. Small actions make a big impact. Learn how to conserve water at waterforla.com. Okay, hey, we do want to thank our friends at Norm's. Norm's! Norm's all-day breakfast value is here. Enjoy Norm's 3-2-1 breakfast for only $8.99. Order at norms.com. We love that they are a part of the show. Uh, Rodney, we've got to give away pro flowers, okay? Yeah, we do. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Today, we're going to play Who Dis? 866-987-2570. If you're the first caller, you have an opportunity to play. If you play and win, if you beat Rodney and Ronnie, you win the $100 gift card to pro flowers. But if you lose, then we're going to open it up for everybody. Don't forget, David Basset is here, top of the hour. All Dodgers for a bit. We'll take your calls. Dave will answer them as well. And this is the season of giving. AM570 LA Sports and the Justin Turner Foundation are committed to helping our community. Go to dreamcenter.org slash donate now for details on how you can help feed families for Thanksgiving. All proceeds benefit Dream Center LA. Who dis? Who's winning? That's next. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon Delight. They say in heaven, love comes first. We'll make 
Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Used to hang out with her back in the day. Today's throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. This song appears on the singer's second studio album entitled Heaven on Earth, which dropped in 1987. This song was the lead single off that album and reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in late November of that year. In addition to topping the charts in the US, UK, South Africa, and Norway, the song was also nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. Again, today's Throwback Thursday edition of Afternoon Delight is Heaven is a Place on Earth by Belinda Carlisle. Rogan and Rodney Roulette. Who is this guy? This is who I am. Who is this guy? Who this? Hey, what do you say? Bring on the T-Bones and join Norm's three-quarter pound T-Bone steak and eggs. Hash yeah. browns. Bring on the bones. Buttermilk hotcakes. Only $15.99. Buttermilk. Visit any Norm's restaurant or order online at norms.com. Norms. Any one of them. Tell you what. Tell you Shoot. what. It's that buttermilk pancake. Mm. 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 Norm's is good. I love them Norm's breakfast, boy. It is good. No disrespect to the T-Bone because I love the T-Bones. That Norm's breakfast is good. All right, Johnny and San Dimas, are you there? Yes, sir. All right, today we're going to play. Johnny boy, let's go, Johnny. Come on, Johnny. It's hey, Thursday, I'm Johnny. The legend. The it's legend Thursday, is Johnny. There. Need... Yeah, Johnny, it's Thursday, baby. I need, I need some. Yeah, I love. I need some I energy, baby. Too. I need some energy. Come on, Johnny. I love the I love the Gogos today. I just wanted one quick opinion. What do you feel about the, the this rivalry game being the first? Are both African-American quarterbacks. How do you feel about that? You know what? That's pretty. I, I was talking to somebody about that, Johnny, not too long ago, Johnny. And uh, I was talking to someone about that, Johnny, and, and it's it's pretty remarkable in this day and age. It is. That, <laughs> that we're in 2022, and yes, it's the first time that two, uh, two black quarterbacks faced off against each other in this robbery. That's it. And, but you know what? It's a, it's a it's a blessing. It's a great thing because we're going to see two of the greatest of all time playing. So it's going to be a great game. I love it. I love it. I think so too. Johnny, you want to play the game here or what? Yep. <laughs> yes, sir. Johnny's talking. Man. I understand. I understand. But now it's time to play the game. We're going to play Who Dis. You're playing for a Pro Flowers gift card, one hundred dollars. If you win the game, you get the card. If you lose the game, we're giving the card to somebody else. We're opening it up for everybody. And Who Dis. Yell it out when you know it. Now, we may make a, a rule correction here. In Who Dis, if you challenge, it's upheld, you hold on to it. If you challenge and it's denied, you lose your challenge. Ooh. Rodney, Ooh. do you want to correct that and amend I... that to if you challenge and lose your challenge, you're locked out of the next question? That's what you said oh. the other day. That's the way it's supposed to be. Okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to amend it. The rules Ooh. will be just like Know Your Squad. Use your challenge. Okay. Yeah. And it's denied. You're locked out of the next question. Yes, you are. Okay, Ronnie, you yes. ready? Good afternoon, Rogan and Rodney. I'm ready to go. Let's play. When you know it, yell it. I have made nine AL All-Star teams in my career. Justin Verlander. How about new? Incorrect. You're right. It was Justin Verlander. Wow. Roger Clemens. No, no. It's already done. <laughs> well, Fred messed that up, man. Yeah. Fred just, boy. How do you mess up the first one? You know how? Because I was shocked you got it. 
I was absolutely stunned you got it that Thanks bad. Thanks for the vote of confidence, Fred. Well, you just said, <laughs> Lord. I mean, my God, what do you expect? My God. Itch. All right, I made nine all-star teams in my MLB playing career. Nine. Yeah. Davey Lopes. No. David Price. <laughs> no. Randy uh, Joker. No. Derek Jeter. No. Mario, Mario Rivera. No, senor! Stop. Who said who said Mario Barry Lopes? Bond. Well, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Johnny, wait. Hey, Rod. Oh, Johnny, all right, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. Rodney, did you say Mario Lopez? I did, I did. I meant to say Mariano Rivera. Okay. Mario. Rivera, I love it. Yankees. All right, here's your next clue. I led the NL and RBI in batting average in my MVP season. David Ortiz. Of 71. Oh, oh. oh Roberto Clemente. No, senor! Reggie Jack. Carl Yastrzemski. How about you? No. no. Tom Seaver. No. Tom Seaver was the National League and runs batted in? Yes. Carlton Fisk. No, no. Dave Parker. No. Pete Rose. No. I hit Pete Rose. Yeah, you did. The answer's still no. You did. Mike Schmidt. No. I won four World Series titles as a manager and won the AL Manager of the Year twice. There you go, Rodney. Oh, man. You got it. There you go. Here's your next one. I made nine all-star teams in my Hall of Fame baseball career. Nolan Ryden. No. You just did that one. Nine all-star teams in your baseball career. Yeah, you just did, did, that you just did baseball. And yeah. I you did. Is it possible yeah. that there are two people that made nine all-star teams in our baseball oh, career? Oh, yeah, you're right. In their, in their Hall of okay. Fame baseball career. Hall of okay. Fame. Oh, Eric Jeter. A-Rod. Both, no. Mariano. No. David Ortiz. No. Roger Clemens. No. Uh, Randy Johnson? How about new? I said it. Junior. Uh, junior, no. Burbons. No, Senior. Burbons. Senior, no. I was the ALMVP in 2004. Oh, yeah. Big poppy. Mike Schmidt. Both are wrong. Oh. Bo Jackson. No. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Danny Tartable. Oh. No, senor! <laughs> Tartable, yes. Nice pull. Kansas City Royals. Yep. Uh-huh. George Brett. No. I played for the no. Angels for six seasons, and I am in the Angels Troy ring Gloss. of honor. No. Rod Bobby Crew. Gritch. Vlad Guerrero. Wait a minute. Johnny, Vlad who'd you say? Rod Carew. No, not Rod Carew. Rodney, you said? Vlad Guerrero. Oh, you got it. Tried Did to help you out, Johnny. Yeah, I did, Johnny. Tried to help. Johnny Hot Pants. Uh, I, I, I can't be, be unhappy losing to a legend. Uh, You're going to be happy Hot losing pants. to a legend? Hey, he's the greatest, man. Don't, don't, don't put it down. So, let's yeah, go down. Yes, Johnny. Let him know, Johnny. UFC all let the way. Him. Let him know, Johnny, baby. Johnny, you just don't want to lay down and let him roll we? over yet. Yeah, we know, Johnny. I'm riding with you, so Johnny. I'm riding with you, baby. I'm riding with you. Okay, Johnny, you're supposed to compete with him, not okay, idle. Let's go. Not oh, for go. Johnny, man, let's go. Not genuflect Johnny, in front of him. Johnny, baby, Johnny. Family week. Hey, tonight yeah, it's going to have family. Watch out. It's going to have family down there at campus. Oh, okay. Already building yeah, it up. All right, Johnny. Johnny. All right, Johnny. Doing it's it, family Johnny. week, Johnny. Doing it. Johnny, okay. That's a boring Johnny. thing at UCLA yesterday. All right, that's it, Johnny. Johnny, don't let him break your stride, Johnny. It's over. Do your thing, yeah. baby. The game's over. That's it. No, it's not. Yeah, it's over. That's enough. Johnny loses. Johnny's Johnny! Johnny! Oh. Red flag, challenge flag. Sorry, Johnny. Yeah, Sorry, Johnny. challenge it, Johnny. That's challenge it. it. No, there's no challenge. <laughs> Game I'm is doing over. it today, Johnny. That's Not a today. BS, Johnny. Okay. All right, Johnny, but okay, listen, thanks okay. for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you, brother. 
All right, take Baby, it. At least I'm not as bad as Petros. Take uh, care. Right. <laughs> you got right. that right, Johnny. All right. So, uh, listen, here's what we're going to do. Johnny. <laughs> hey, Kevin, why don't you just book Johnny to come in at 1 o'clock for an hour? On it. Johnny needs to be booked. Hey, my man. Yeah. Hey, oh, Johnny. Johnny was fired up on a Thursday. I love it. I think, that, up, Johnny. I think that's the first time in the history of any of the games we just stopped one. I said, that's enough. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't have a guy competing with you, Rodney, that says, if it's my dream and goal to have you beat me. You can't have that. He did not say that, Yeah, he Fred. said he, he didn't mind. Don't put your words in, your, no, in his no. mouth. He, he basically said, you know what? I don't care. I'm playing the legend. That's good by me. No, you got to try to win. You can't sit he here. He was trying to win. He said it was just, you know, competing with... Competing against me was his, uh, his lifelong honor. You know what? You know what Johnny was like? It was like when the Lakers signed Rob Polinka and Jeannie Buss and Linda Rambis were sitting in the front row staring at him with their eyes wide open, their mouths hanging open. I do remember that. Too. And really thought that it was not Rob Polinka, but it was Jesus. Do you remember? It was like, oh, oh my Rob, God. Oh, Rob Lowe. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and it was like harps were playing. <laughs> and little hearts, little heart yeah. bubbles were circling their heads. Yeah, I remember. That's kind of yeah. what Johnny was. No, not even close. It's, uh, right in the ball. I'm not going to sit here and let you disrespect Johnny like that, Fred. <laughs> Johnny, I got your back all the way from here to Anaheim. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to let you disrespect. <laughs> you wouldn't let me disrespect Kevin Durant, but now it's Johnny. I'm not going to let you. Yes, I'm not. Disrespect nah, Johnny. Don't you dare disrespect my man Johnny. Just because Johnny was excited, his rivalry reeked, Fred. I understand. I understand. Don't you get a little bit of a pass on rivalry week? You get you you do get a little pass. Okay. And he got Johnny one the first excited. time. He got one the first time. But uh we are gonna talk more about uh rivalry week later on in the program. Uh but because of Johnny's excitement, Pro Flowers is still in play. <laughs> so we'll give those flowers away coming up in the upcoming hour. And we also have tickets to give away for the Chargers and Chiefs. And when we come right back, on. David Bassey will join the show. Some hot stove Dodger fans. And if your friend's a Dodger fan, tell them to tune in. We've got a lot to talk about, and Dave will take some calls. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.